0: This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to another episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And on today's episode, I'm delighted to welcome Jan van Bellingham, who's the Managing Director of Interaction. group of distributors in Europe, but I'll I'll let Jan tell us a little bit more about interaction in in a second. Good afternoon, Jan. Good to see you.
1: Good afternoon, Andy, and thanks for having me on your show.
0: Welcome. Calling from Belgium. I think that's where you're headquartered, isn't it? Yeah.
1: In the historic city of Ghent.
0: Okay. Good. Now, just tell us a little bit about interaction, who who you are, uh, what you do and and who your members are.
1: Good. Good. Well, as you've uh, announced, uh, Interaction is indeed it's an alliance of uh, business supplies distributors founded somewhere in 1998. Originally, these were six, seven like-minded wholesalers that um, met at uh, one of the uh, events um, of the AZOTA organization so the trade uh, association of uh, office products distributors and manufacturers these like-minded people met together and initially said well why don't we meet uh, in a few weeks time and just compare some uh, pricing of top sellers uh, what uh, are you paying for your stabilo boss what are you paying <laughs> for your lights uh, lever file things like that So uh, the MDs uh, met in a few airport hotels and after two, three meetings, they started realizing guys, we are um, uh, on the verge of uh, some uh, fantastic journey, uh, but let's do something more than just compare pricing with each other. Why don't we um, create a pan-European brand together, bundle our volumes? And so so it happened. And um, so 25 years ago, I think the first product was introduced. In 1998, and um, we're now 25 year, uh, yeah. years later and 3,500 <laughs> products further down the road.
0: Okay, good. So, yeah, I, I was gonna, I'm slightly disappointed that, that they didn't meet at an OPI event.
1: Anyway. Well, OPI didn't exist <laughs> at that time, I guess. It, it's a predecessor of OPI, as far as, as the memory tells, because as um, I wasn't there from the start i joined mm. two years later in in july uh 2000 so uh this is what i learned from from my predecessor right.
0: and um okay i think i was so, around them anyway that's uh i was just on yeah the side perhaps code, not so,
1: yeah perhaps not events i don't know. <laughs> uh, i wasn't there so um so, who are uh yeah
0: so you've been there since, since 2000 is that right
1: Yes, yes. I joined uh, 1st of July 2000. So it's uh, in in a few days time, uh, 23 years. So you can call me part of the furniture. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, but a lot has happened, as you can imagine, uh, in those in those 23 years. So whereas also, just to give you an example where the founding members were all wholesalers, uh, we are now um, having a membership that has evolved into hybrid models. And some members are purely business to business companies. So uh, we have six um, founding shareholders. I'll just run through them so everybody knows uh, who they are. Um, Evo Group in the UK uh, with VOW and Banner as uh, the most known uh, trade organizations behind that. PBS Holding is uh, the second one, headquartered in Austria. Richard Scharman, who's uh, not only CEO of PBS Holding, but since a long time also chairman of Interaction. We have the Wolf Group from the Nordics, so headquartered in Helsinki, but also having activities in Sweden and Norway. Waser is still a pure wholesaler based in Zürich, Switzerland. And we have Comercial del Sur or the Comercial del Sur group, originally from Malaga in Spain, but meanwhile also active in Portugal and uh, through acquisition also in France under the name Comlandi. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a last uh, founding father, uh, we have Blasio in Greece and Bulgaria, the company that was founded mm-hmm. by George Gerardos. So. All yeah, well-known members, names
0: in the European business products industry.
1: Well-known names, and, and we've been fortunate that in those 25 years, uh, uh, they are still there and uh, they've grown. So uh, you sometimes need to be lucky, but I and, and think we, we were with um, having uh, strong uh, shareholding members um, uh, backing interaction. And next to these uh, shareholding members, we also have a second tier uh, membership, uh, which we called associated members. And uh, at this moment, we have one um, interesting associated member in Denmark, which is the company Darbeck Red Office. Uh, so the merger between uh, Darbeck and Red Office. Um, and then next to that, we have also two um, sourcing partnerships, uh, the most famous one is that with bruno mm-hmm. uh, the bruno group uh, france benelux but also active in spain and recently through acquisition also active in italy and it's about eight years that uh, we've been uh, cooperating together and the last one is uh, mask Gruppen from norway uh, they also uh, distribute the q connect brand on the norwegian territory so that's a bit uh the um Uh, the members and we have uh, as an organization, we have two uh, permanent committees. We have obviously the board of directors that's meeting twice per year. And we also have uh, the purchasing committee with all the purchasing directors that's also meeting twice per year. And then next to these, there are some ad hoc task force uh, meetings uh, with marketing people, IT people and logistics. All of interaction is run out of uh, this office here in Belgium. We are a small team. It's uh, three people, myself and, and two assistants that are running the show. And that's only possible because as you said, we have very large members behind us. So we can only concentrate on the things where we deliver added value. All the rest is being done by our members. So it's a very slim and mean and lean organization. And I think that's one of the reasons of of our success I would say
0: okay you, you mentioned q connect obviously that's the brand that you're you're well known for I think 20 25 years old that's correct this year and I'll come on to it in a second that's why we're we're having this talk there's been some interesting developments at, at Q connect just doing anything for the 25th anniversary
1: well um we are um, focusing on the uh, I wouldn't say repositioning of the brand, but but clarifying the position of the brand uh, and alongside that, uh, our sustainable agenda on which we're going to talk further. And this is being accompanied by a pan-European marketing campaign campaign. Uh, um, people that follow us on LinkedIn uh, and are following the members will have seen that uh, we've been launching a visual campaign that will be running uh, for a couple of more months uh, mm. via the members' um, uh, websites and uh, and social media platforms. And uh, along with that, uh, there's also a pan-European sampling campaign. Mm. Uh, so these are uh, the elements that, um, let's say, um, the celebration of the 25th anniversary of the brand.
0: Okay. Now, as part of your Q Connect journey, you, you've announced some very interesting sustainable goals, and they are kind of the, the bedrock, if you like, of, of the strategy going forward for the Q Connect brand. So, can you tell us a little bit about what that is?
1: Yeah. So, um, basically, 25 years down the road, um, we felt the need that um, we needed to redefine or uh, let's say to to clarify a little bit what the brand values were uh, of the Connect brand. So we've embarked on a brand identity exercise to, and we were supported by a uh, brand marketing agency and when we're talking about our brand values it was clear that uh, sustainability uh, was was one of the elements uh, that needed uh, some more some more importance and it was also very much on the agenda of our board uh, to turn q connect into a sustainable brand so um, we got together we with with the marketing people We defined uh, the brand identity, Uh, we focused on sustainability and then with uh, another task force composed of the uh, CSR responsibles uh, from some of our members alongside uh, senior purchasing directors, for instance, from CSR point of view, Julie Hadley from Banner and Tarja Tormannen from Wolf um, did very great um, work for that. We've come up with basically our social responsibility charter.
0: Yeah, I've actually been looking at your your charter. So there are, there are three three pillars to that around people, products, and planet. Let's talk a little bit about the products because I think people listening in will be interested foremost in the in the Q Connect range. Now you've got this initiative called Q Conscious, which I met, and I made a mistake myself earlier on by calling it a, a brand, but it's not actually a brand. It's more of an initiative or, or, or a range. Can you t- tell us what yeah, what is Q Conscious?
1: Yes, indeed it's um, we call it the journey towards uh, sustainability so it's um, the word conscious has for us a double meaning it's uh, uh, we ought to be conscious uh, about uh, the people that uh, produce uh, our products so that is the social aspect but then also the environmental aspect uh, we need to be conscious about uh, the planet uh, we are living in and preserve it for the next generation so that also means that uh, the products that we are offering uh, need to uh, be uh, sustainable so with that team of experts uh, within our organizations we have defined uh, seven criteria and a product can only be a Q Conscious product when it meets at least one of these seven criteria product criteria that is either they have one of these uh, well-known ecological labels. We've replaced PVC by a more sustainable plastic like polypropylene or uh, polyester. Uh, We've been offering a product that contains at least 45% of uh, recycled material. Uh, We've done serious efforts to make a um, packaging uh, completely plastic-free. Uh, we've been offering products that are either biodegradable or easy to dismantle, so the different parts can be easily recycled for a next use. And another um, of the elements is where we are offering uh, either uh, refills or, or uh, recharges, allowing to extend the lifetime of a product or another way of extending a lifetime of a product is making it so strong and so uh, durable that it has an extended uh, lifetime. So these are, uh, let's say, seven criteria. Next to that, uh, what is always a preliminary condition is that every factory producing our uh, Connect products uh, needs to have passed a social audit and a social audit run by an independent audit agency. So we as interaction, we are a member of Amphori, and Amphorie is the non-governmental organization that has created the uh, BSEI social audit standards. So we prefer obviously our um, factories to pass a BICI standard, but we also accept uh, the other well-known international standard, which is the SMETA standard from the organisation called SEDEX. So that's the first requirement, and then a product needs to meet one of these seven product uh, criteria before it can be within the Q-conscious family.
0: Okay. G- going back to those seven criteria, they, they were defined by yourselves, or they... Are they based on any recognised international standards, for example?
1: Well, they, they were defined by uh, ourselves. So this this task force, uh, which I
0: mm.
1: was alluding to, has, be, has been working on that. As you can tell, I would say five of the seven uh, criteria are well-known criteria. You will see uh, with uh, many of uh, other organisations uh, in our industry that have defined what is for themselves a sustainable product. So... Uh, we were not planning to reinvent a wheel. And then we've been thinking through uh, a number of things and said, well, OK, extending, for instance, the lifetime of a product, offering refills, recharges to a product. That is basically also a criteria which we see as uh, valuable enough uh, to be taken into consideration. So mm. it's a combination of well-known factors plus also a little bit of uh, creativity from our side. But everything needs to be uh, scientifically um approved
0: yeah okay and and then on the the assessments the supplier assessments so ha- have all your I guess non-European production partners have they have they have they been assessed through either through Amphori or or, or Smeta?
1: Yes, Uh, so we can say we have, uh, at this moment, uh, we have 32 of our factories, and it's not suppliers, it's factories, really on uh, on factory level, uh, uh, where we have a um, BSCI, uh, social audits, and on top of that, there are 18 uh, SMITA audits. So I think there's about two or three small little suppliers where we're still working on. Mm. Uh, but our ambition is indeed by the end of this year to have for all of them a social audit a report. And then secondly, uh, when it comes to claims we make on products, obviously everything we claim needs to be backed by evidence, uh, by certificates. So On the one hand side, FSC, PFC certifications, Blue Angel, Nordics one, that's it's all very obvious. And where we are now also focusing at in a second level is on our uh, products that contain plastics. And we are stimulating our suppliers to have at least 50% recycled plastic material in uh, the product. And we can only accept that when this is being backed by a GRS certificate. Uh, GRS stands for Global Recycling Standard. And again, this is a, um, a certification that is uh, being granted to uh, our suppliers by independent agencies, mm. uh, naming them SGS, TUV, Rhineland, etc. So um, we are cautious that uh, we are not making any claims, uh, which we cannot make. So uh, we're pretty confident for everything, there are certificates that can be made available upon first sure. request.
0: That's important. We hear about greenwashing and people making claims about products, etc. Uh, very often, not not founded on any any scientific evidence. So it sounds like you've taken steps to to avoid any any possible greenwashing claims.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and that's also necessary when when you want to uh, m- make a credible story. Uh, we're also dealing with uh, a number of large corporate customers that uh, uh, don't take anything for granted so uh, they want to see proof and rightly so and and we've seen things in the past uh, from competitors where you could lift an eyebrow is a PVC desk mat is that a sustainable product we have our doubts on that (laughs) and uh, so we don't want to uh, uh, follow the same path and
0: okay so When a product is part of the Q-Conscious range, is that identified on on the packaging in some way? How does the consumer know that it's a part of that range?
1: It's it's a good question, yes. We've been debating very long about that, and uh, we came to the conclusion that uh, we would uh, not change the name. Uh, We wouldn't rebrand the product as uh, Q-Conscious, so uh, every product will still be a Q-Connect product. But obviously on our packaging we make integrated into the artwork product claims the product claim will obviously uh, be there so uh, when a product is for instance FSC certified well it will be bearing the FSC logo when a product contains more than 50% recycled uh, plastic uh, there will be a um, a mark on that and uh, alongside that it's worthwhile mentioning that we've created a website uh, especially for um, uh, this Q Conscious program called qconscious.com on qconscious.com uh, it's still in preparation we will have a database uh, with all the products that fall into that category and why they fall mm. into that category so that is um uh, what we're going to do okay yeah.
0: so you can really go in and check and uh yes
1: yeah. absolutely mm. yeah yeah and it will tell you which of the seven criteria it meets so it's um Yeah, we are very transparent in that. End users will also get to see how many products uh, we've already been introducing uh, into uh, the Q-conscious range because it's a constant development. There will be a couple of hundred more products, uh, hopefully by by the end of the year. So we were very work working very hard on that uh, with the purchasing committee. Uh, so it um, gives all the essential information, the updates of our uh, charter, which charities we support. It's all in there, and, and the mm. whole methodology behind.
0: Okay, so I think th- you said three thousand five hundred Q Connect products altogether. How many would currently fall into the Q
1: Conscious range? Well, we started at the beginning of this year uh, at about or when we started the project, let's say uh, end of last year, we we had uh, 600 uh, products and uh, it's our ambition to be uh, above uh, 700 to 800 uh, by the end of this year. I think we've uh, at the last purchasing committee, we've um, taken a lot of important steps that will uh, increase the number in in the months to come Yeah. But we're conscious that not every product can be turned into a Q-conscious product. When people have ideas about how you can turn a laminating pouch uh, into a green product, then I'm, I'm more than happy uh, to listen to it. So, and that's why we uh, we said, okay, our aim is uh, to uh, to reach 80% of the range uh, by 2027. That's uh, a uh, it's, it's an achievable target, but it's still a, it's still a target where uh, we will need to do some effort for.
0: Okay, but for something like that, the example you mentioned, for example, I don't know if, if transportation is one of the criteria and the, the carbon footprint of, of of the production process and transportation, you could have a pouch that's made locally rather than a pouch that comes from, from 10,000 miles away, which might have a, a smaller environmental footprint.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's... Um, One of our ambitions also is, where possible, to onshore products. We are uh, definitely not getting everything out of the Far East. Uh, I would even say that from the 45 suppliers we're dealing with as interaction uh, on what we call the common assortment, Uh, there's still about 18 uh, which are producing in in Europe. So it's it's still a very important part. But we're open-minded in that Mm -hmm. when we can get a product produced in Europe uh, at... uh, similar uh, price levels as mm. uh where we would get it from uh, from the far east we would definitely do so it's obviously uh, in everybody's interest to spread a little bit uh your uh, uh your sources it just takes one uh container ship to block the suez canal <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that uh, can cause a lot of yeah. uh, damage so so you you need to be um spreading some some risks yeah yeah, yeah. so that's something we're we're looking at but And and there we might differ from some of our uh, other competitors. We're also actively helping and stimulating our Asian suppliers uh, to look at their whole production process. So not simply offering products uh, which come uh, with any of the famous certificates, but uh, we are stimulating them to to question their whole um, uh, production process. How can they minimize the impact on the environment they have? And we do that via a another um project or another uh, initiative from Amphori and that is called BEPI Business Environmental Performance Initiative so We ask our suppliers to look at eight uh, environmental performance areas. Uh, For instance, how much energy uh, they are uh, needing for the production, uh, which type of energy is it, uh, what do they do, um, how much water do they uh, need to use uh, for the production, uh, what are the emissions to the air, Mm -hmm. what do they do with the waste, not only material, but also uh, if during the production water is being polluted, are they treating in the water of course, a very uh, big focus is on chemicals. How do they handle uh, their chemicals, biodiversity and also general nuisance? Is it a very polluting? Is it a very noisy factory, etc. So this uh, BEPI tool is basically a self-assessment tool where the supplier needs to fill in a host of questions his answers are being compared with similar factories uh, out of uh, similar industries for instance a pan manufacturer will be compared with the results from other pan manufacturers and the outcome will show where our factory uh, is performing better mm. or worse than other uh, okay. similar factories in similar industries so a, a kind of
0: benchmarking Tool there. Yes. Is that a requirement for suppliers or a voluntary process? Yeah, we, we hmm.
1: uh, well, we we started this uh, very recently. We've um, started with the bigger suppliers, and we didn't have too much uh, uh, efforts in convincing them that this was a good idea. And um, so, we will progressively uh, start to requiring that from the other suppliers as well. And alongside the results come, of course, uh, the consultancy. Uh, When they are underperforming in a given area, then obviously uh, the intention is that uh, uh, we bring consultants to them to help them improve on that. So, um, yes, it's um, something we are also looking at. So we really take a very broad view and, and... would like to get our suppliers to be as environmentally friendly as possible mm-hmm. not just the products they produce but also the whole production process
0: yeah y- you've got members of interaction from different parts of europe who are maybe different stages in terms of their, their customer base along the environmental journey who yeah, Some, some markets, for, for example, in Northern Europe have a reputation for being more environmentally friendly than in the Mediterranean, for, for example. Do you see that with, with your membership where there's a greater or, or less demand for, for the Q conscious range?
1: Yes, well, you're absolutely right. The more north you go, the louder the cries are for a sustainable products. So it's um, not necessary for me to convince uh, the people of a Wolf and and Wolf Supplies to introduce uh, sustainable products. It's um, I don't need to convert to convert it there, and um, but. Interesting enough, also around the Mediterranean area, um, and when I look at Plesio and Comercial del Sur, I have not that much uh, difficulties in in convincing them of um, uh, the greater picture. One of the reasons for that is, for instance, if we look at Greece, uh, uh, Plesio is a very strong player in that market, has uh, a big foot in the tourist industry, mm-hmm. and is serving lots of large hotel chains, And these hotel chains uh, are also very sensitive to uh, sustainability. So so they are um, in that sense, having a a part of their customers that are really um, looking forward uh, to a a wider range of sustainable products. And then on the other hand, for instance, if we look at Comercial del Sur, uh, they will tell me there is not an immediate need right now for these products. But we know that one day also in Spain, people will be asking for sustainable products and we simply want to be ready when that mm. time comes. So also for them, they're very open for it. I would, next to the uh, geographical line, I would also look at the type of customers uh, we are serving. That also has an influence. Uh, we are, with the QConnect connect brand, serving from students, university students over small to medium sized enterprises, companies, large companies, multinational companies and the public sector. Obviously, multinational companies and the public sector have um, sustainability written in their general uh, purchasing policies, so they absolutely require uh, these products. This is less the case uh, with small to medium sized enterprises and and also uh, Soho uh, customers. So even within uh, a given country, let's take uh, the UK as an example. uh, Q Conscious was a very welcome gift for uh, the banner side of the business, whereas it is much less of a need ha- need to have uh, for the wholesale part of the okay. business so mm-hmm. uh, there's also there is distinction you can make not only geographically but also the type of customers mm-hmm. but in general i think all our members uh, are uh, very aware of the fact that uh, this is a train everybody needs to be on you don't want to be still standing on the platform and the train has gone and everybody's mm. on the train and you're still there, uh, that would be a very uncomfortable situation you're in. So um, they're very well aware. Sure. And uh, and they're very supportive uh, towards the interaction initiative.
0: Yeah. Okay. It sounds like you've been putting in a, in a lot of work. I mean, it's not something you started doing yesterday. I mean, how, how many how many years has this been in the making?
1: Well, we, we started... Um, I would say 15, 16 years ago, um, we had an an initiative to uh, try to abandon uh, PVC uh, out of uh, our product range and our packaging. So as much as possible, wherever we could, uh, we were uh, eliminating PVC, sometimes prior to even some big brands in the industry. So that was, but that was a little bit like an isolated topic. And then secondly, over the last few years, whenever the opportunity uh, was there, uh, we um, uh, we accepted uh, products to become uh, more sustainable. Uh, we were offered, uh, for instance, um, remanufactured toner cartridges, which either had uh, Blaue Engel, Blue Angel, or Nordics One certification. So obviously, uh, we took that. Um, uh, we welcome that, but we were never a, a driver of that. It's been a uh, basically only since, uh, I would say, um, since a good uh, 18 months ago that we've been very actively uh, expanding uh, the range into uh, to sustainable mm-hmm. products.
0: Okay, right. You made good progress in that time then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. It's um, uh, interesting is that... Um, It was at the the board meeting in April of last year where it was decided to go for, um, uh, to make QConnect uh, the uh, sustainable office products brand. And that got everything into a rapid. Mm. Along with that was, of course, as you know, uh, the fact that some of our uh, companies had acquired uh, some large uh, customers through the acquisitions of some parts of Staples. Uh, Staples Finland, Staples UK, uh, but uh, also very importantly, global accounts uh, from Staples, which were acquired by uh, PBS Holding. That put everything into a rapid because then uh, there was definitely this urgent need uh, to get more and more sustainable products. Uh, our members definitely wanted to use mm. QConnect into their offering and therefore QConnect okay. uh, needed to be sustainable.
0: Okay. I understand you've got some other initiatives as well, not necessarily related to, to products, but uh, in terms of CSR, supporting charities and that kind of thing. I believe you've been taking part in some some activities recently.
1: Yes, that's right, so um, the core synthesis of our um, uh, corporate and social responsibility charter is how can we let valued people create meaningful products for a better planet? Uh, We've discussed the products, we've discussed the planet, that is the BEPI side of the the story. But for the people, two elements in there, uh, first of all, we want to make sure that, uh, as I mentioned, all our factories outside of the European Union and the UK are uh, being uh, audited by independent audit companies. Um, And then, of course, there's also our responsibility uh, towards these communities. And uh, we have selected every year a charity that dovetails with the uh, social development goals uh, we have taken on board. So last year, we have been uh, cooperating with uh, UNICEF, making sure that school children in Ukraine could still follow education. Uh, This year Interaction has become a sponsor of a global non-governmental organization called World Bicycle Relief. Uh, That organization is providing bicycles to uh, young uh, school children, mainly schoolgirls, but also young women uh, living in the southern Mm hemisphere, South America, Africa and uh, Southeast Asia, living in uh, places where uh, they are too remote from uh, the nearby school or the nearby city to travel uh, to the school or to Mm -hmm. the city uh, on foot by providing bicycles to these um, young girls, uh, they managed to cover the distance, they managed to go to school, uh, they managed uh, to have a proper job rather than to staying at home. Mm. And um, so that is a, a charity we're, we're supporting alongside that two weeks ago uh, there was a fundraising activity from world bicycle relief which was called pedal to empower and which was basically uh, stimulating people to get on get out on their bike uh, and um do a um, certain amount of kilometers and for that uh, trying to get sponsors so it coincided with a purchasing committee meeting um, we've recently had in lugano switzerland and Together with my good friend and former purchasing director from Wazer, Edgar Merki, we decided to go on the bicycle uh, from uh, the center of uh, Switzerland in Andermatt to Lugano. And uh, we had initially as a target to uh, collect funds for 10 of these uh, bicycles. And uh, we were very fortunate that uh, our sponsors were uh, so generous and allowed us to um, give 16 bicycles okay. to World Bicycle Relief, but we had to pedal for that two days. i say S- Switzerland our... sounds
0: like a challenging place to go go cycling. A few hills, I guess. It, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> it
1: was. We uh, we did an average of 130 kilometers a day, yeah. and mm. uh, always two big climbs. Mm. And on especially on the second day, we had. Um, as a crowded house would call it, four seasons in one day. We started with rain. We started with very cold temperatures on top of a uh, mountain pass, and we ended up with the last climb at a blistering 27, 28 degrees uh, <laughs> in, in, in bright sunlight. So, uh, nice. yeah, it was uh, yeah. it was a challenge, but it was definitely worthwhile doing so, and I have some very good memories okay. on those two days on the bike.
0: Okay, great. Well, congratulations. Well done for. For doing that and thank you very much yeah and yeah good, good luck with the the rest of your development of, of your Q conscious range um, it's, it's a topic today which is extremely important certainly in the purchasing world isn't it
1: yeah absolutely and, and this is um, it, as I said if you miss that train uh, you will have be having a very hard time mm. and Again, it does not necessarily need to be so much more expensive uh, the um, sustainable products if if you um uh, if you organize yourself very well if if you have long-standing relationships with your suppliers they also know that they need to move into that direction mm. and um, so it's um it sometimes looks uh, a bigger challenge than it actually is mm. I would say but it needs yeah, focus and dedication yeah. uh, that's of course yeah all
0: right. Okay, Jan, thank you very much for taking part in this episode and uh, hopefully see you soon at an OPI event somewhere around the world. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Andy. Okay,
1: cheers. Take care. Bye.
0: If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.